Curious Conversations About Sex is brought to you by Curious Creatures, who run a variety of workshops on self-development and sexuality in Australia. My name is Rog. So today, we're talking about unsolicited dick pics. Um, I wanted to do this as a conversation, so I've invited two people in to have a chat with me about this, whose opinions and brains I value. Um, so, Leah, let's just say a little hello. Um, your names and pronouns, and actually, how are you doing today? Mm-hmm. Hello, my name's Tess, my pronouns are they, them, and I am I'm pretty good right now, thanks. Cool. Um, I'm Kate, my pronouns they, them. I think I'm also pretty comfortable, slightly on the crusty side. Super, everything's perfect. <coughs> crusty! <laughs> and uh, regular listeners to the show uh, may recognise Tess from many episodes. And um, we might talk a little bit more about your services just again right at the end, Tess. Yeah. And Kate, you haven't been around these parts before. But um, yeah, I appreciate your perspectives in the chats we've had about these things. And you've got a little bit of a lawyer background, which brings an interesting perspective. Hmm, a little bit. Hmm. Um, and so, yes, I'm Rog, and as you can probably hear from my voice, I'm just kind of on the tail end of a cold. I feel much better than I sound. Um, yeah, please excuse my occasional coughing fits, and um, we're all good. Um, just before we dive into stuff, um, would you two say that you're somewhat familiar with, like, the concepts of gender and gender equality, like you just didn't come to this party last week? It's come up occasionally, once or twice. I think as a non-binary person, I've never really thought about gender. It's interesting <laughs> you bring that up. It's <laughs> a bit weird, but that's okay. We accept cool. you. What's a pronoun? No, I'm kidding. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I should say that. <laughs> Um, and let's also just do our definition on what a dick pic is um, before we get into it. Um, so I'm working with uh, the idea that that's a picture of a dick, and today we're talking specifically about unsolicited ones. So unsolicited mean you didn't ask for it, and it wound up on your phone anyway. Um, does that sound like a reasonable working definition? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you received unsolicited dick pics? Yes. Yes, I have. I only receive cunt pics unsolicitedly. Ah. Mm. So, no, I have not. Mm. That's a twist. Mm. Or is it? Dot, oh. dot, dot. Oh <laughs> I'm figuring that's why you invited me to share. <laughs> <laughs> so, the reason this came up for me was I had a friend come over uh, a couple of months ago and they'd just received, uh, for definitely not their first time, an unsolicited dick pic. And they were um, pretty um, uh, pissed off and certainly were feeling the sense of invasion. And we had a a fantastic little rave. Um, And, yeah, that conversation was really illuminating. And I wanted to turn it into a whole uh, podcast episode. Um, Yeah, so the main theme for them, I think, like, as always, or as most of the time, was a sense of invasiveness and violation um, I'd say that that person has got like a pretty positive outlook on the world uh, and on men, um, but just couldn't wrap their head around um, the motivations behind an unsolicited dick pic um, and couldn't see that as anything but a really intentional violation and a form of assault, uh, which I agree with. Uh, and they were understandably uh, very angry. 
Um, but yeah, here's the thing for me. I think it's both um, a form of assault, um, but also what's going on in the background, uh, I think, is fascinating uh, and illuminating. And uh, I think what it potentially tells us about our current dialogue and discourse around gender and equality and politics um, is also pretty mind-blowing. So I know that for you too, I've already sought your consent to be here and have this conversation, but to the listener and to you too, um, can I see if I can blow your mind with dick pics for the next half hour or so? Talking about them? Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> please, I'm, I'm not really up for being sent one right now. Thanks for the <laughs> <Great>. offer, though. <laughs> Great. Can do. And yes, likewise, uh, dear listener, there will be no unsolicited dick pics in this episode, so you don't need to shield your eyes. <laughs> Your, your, your eyes. <laughs> so what I'd like to do is I've got basically eight points that I'd like to run past you and I'll just explain my idea on my point and then let's just like see what thoughts or ideas we've got around that and see where it gets us to. Um, so my first point or my first thought is that, um, yeah, Tess, as you alluded to, um, cunt picks are pretty normal or more generally... Um, unsolicited genital pics are mm. pretty normal. Um, so for my experience, uh, like I've received a few uh, in the last decade or so, um, and anecdotally that seems to be most people's experiences, like when I've chatted with both um, cock owners and cunt owners, um, most people seem to have received uh, a few uh, um, dick and pussy pics. Really? Yeah. Wow. And this is just all super anecdotal, but that's like the conversations I've had. <laughs> Um, when I ran that past my friend a couple of months ago, um, they were extremely disbelieving. Was that yeah. a little bit of disbelief yeah. from you? Yeah. Yeah. They were also very disbelieving. Yeah. Um, so they're like, Rog, I respect you, but this sounds like it could be a Rogy fact. Huh? Um, so they took to Facebook to ask their audience um, how people had gone. And very similar response, like a lot of people of all genders chiming in to say, yes, I've received unsolicited pics. And now that you mention it, they've been both dicks and pussies. So unsolicited junk pics. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And going a little more broadly than that, um, but again, speaking for myself, um, about three or four years ago, Facebook clamped down on basically all sexual content, which has been a bit of a killer for mm. us sex educators because <laughs> we can't talk about, you know, sex. That was also the point in time where I stopped receiving unsolicited uh, cunt pics and I was getting at least two a week for a period of about four years mm. and sometimes I was getting six a day. And the first couple of times I was like, oh, who's this very upfront person that I don't quite recognise but maybe they know me um, and then felt like a complete idiot when I realised I was just getting scammed. So it's a different kind of a setup, but they're all just wanting my credit card numbers or some other way to fleece me of cash or trick me into something else. But I was getting a phenomenal amount um, for, yeah, a good four-year four period there. So I guess my first point, my, my first thought, is that for most cock owners, they are in a potentially an ocean of unsolicited genital pics. They're living in a version of reality where that's like really normal on one level. I'm just going to jump right in. So I'm on on my personal Facebook profile. I'm a 70-something-year-old bloke because I'm not into weight loss and beauty crap. Um, so the algorithms actually send me stuff that's like environment and get your abs better and then cunt pics and on my work facebook profile i'm they them so i get 
I, I, I still don't get dick pics, but I, I definitely, but I do get the, yeah, a lot of, this is going to be horrible. Um, trigger warning child abuse, everyone. Uh, I have received as well as cunt pics, um, child pornography that I've reported wow. and blocked immediately, which has been extremely upsetting and confronting. Mm. And I will never forget the images that I've seen. Wow, because your identity is 80-year-old man, you were saying. Um, and so yeah. you're getting child pornography. Wow. Fuck. Yeah, it's, 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 it's been a real eye-opener. So that they then profile, yeah, so the 80-year-old the or the 70-something-year-old bloke Facebook profile that is me, it's all my posts and everything like that, but it's just my age and gender is one way. Yeah, so it's, it's the cunt pics. And then the they, them work profile, which is earnestly me, um, my age is, uh, yeah, like the... It's not just cunt pics. It's it's kind of a mishmash of everything. It's been it's been really interesting, and the child abuse stuff came through right when I set up that new profile, my new work profile, right at the beginning. So it was like, oh, brand new account. I'm gonna slam you with this stuff. Wow. So it came to your work profile. Yeah, and I just call it my work profile, as in like I, I use it for my business. But yeah, it's they them. Hmm. Um, and I got that. Wow. That's pretty yeah, dark. It's yeah. It was it was horrible. Wow. Um, and just quickly on my surprise at your comment is like when people talk to me about, you know, they, they get sent a dick pic on a dating app and blah, blah, blah. And I always just like, wow, I've never received one. I only get cunt pics. People are always so shocked mm. that I would get an unsolicited vaginal vulva photo. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of all I get. Why are they mm. shocked? Because I think dick pics are so publicly spoken about mm. um, and maybe they're just, you know, uh, I think there might be, you know, I, I don't openly talk about getting cunt photos but i don't i don't know yeah it's like we can talk about one but not the other mm. maybe and i can see your eyebrows raising rog i know you have a lot to say on this <laughs> kate what are your thoughts on that yeah i know interesting stuff like my perspective is maybe a little bit different because i don't really use social media um i'm also not in any dating apps so when i get you know pics of cunts or dicks or anything else it's typically through people i actually know or who have my contact details um, so a little bit different. I don't have any of the creepy algorithmic stuff going on. Um, but yeah, I'd say I probably get a pretty even split of both. Um, yeah, I don't know. And also one question I did have to clarify is, are we including other nudes in this discussion or is it purely just like fully frontal, like genital photos? Oh, I think that'd be a, a gray area. Um, mm. I think, um, nudity would be invasive and inappropriate for a lot of people, but obviously I guess there's a scale. Mm, true yeah. graphicness yeah yeah cool yeah and so what was the question that you actually asked um i guess the 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 point that i was riffing on is the idea that actually genital pics unsolicited genital pics are pretty common mm. and that potentially there's a from a cock owner's perspective um they're uh, all around the place there's like a normalization there why on earth is this normal this is not okay <laughs> <laughs> When is sending someone that without being without asking or checking in okay? Mm. This is not okay. This is horrible. That's oh my goodness! Wild. Like uninvited. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> brain explode. Mm. It's always great when you get something like mega inappropriate just pop up on your phone. Um, oh, I love it. Uh, yeah, it gets to take me out of my day. I get to like have to process that. And especially if I'm in something like maybe I'm with a client or I'm driving my car and I think that I need to check this phone and then there's that. Mm. And then I'm like triggered and I have to pull over and I cry because like maybe I have to start thinking about all the things that are happening to people all over the world. It's awesome. Mm. Love it. Thanks so, for the cunt pick. <laughs> you, you've like, you've captured it really well. It like slams you into this really intense moment of, engagement with someone or something or a whole bunch of thoughts or a whole world 
It's like I don't answer the phone if I can't talk, but I have that choice and I know I can call that person back. That's yeah. how it works. But yeah. when I'm when something is like visually thrown at me, mm. yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, so my second thought is uh, a lot of people that are socialized as male would love it. Uh, so in a lot of cases, uh, there's an idea that um, cock owners are giving you the thing that uh, they would love to receive. So, again, my friend's survey uh, that they did on Facebook and my anecdotal research um, suggests that a lot of men and actually a surprising amount of women uh, would see cunt pics as a positive thing, not as an assault. It's kind of like, yay, um, this is great. I'm, I'm off to a flying start with this person or something along those lines. So my thought is there's a bit of a mental somersault here. Um, like when one is receiving an unsolicited dick pic, it has that sense that you just spoke to so beautifully, Tess, about it being an assault or an invasion, but possibly in the mind of the sender, uh, they're giving you the thing that they would really like to be receiving. Mm. So I just I just watched this show on Netflix. I think it's called Casual, and it's not it's not amazing, but it's it's not terrible. There's not many shows on sex that are great, so let's you know like let's just <laughs> keep that in mind. And there was a, a person that was sending dick pics constantly to one of the main characters, and she actually, like, went over to his house. She's like, what are you doing? Has this ever worked? He's like, you're here now. She's like, to yell at you. And, um, yeah, and, and then, like, they had a bit of a chat about it. It was like, oh, I guess it's not really working, is it? <laughs> She's like, this is ridiculous. It was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, my God, you lead me perfectly to my third point, which is it gets rewarded often enough. So enough people are into it and reward the behaviour and say something along the lines of, awesome, let's keep talking. Now, I don't know whether that's like one person in 20 or one person in 100, um, but I do know that in my research on this, uh, this was like about five or six years ago, uh, I found one particular Reddit group, which was um, a bunch of uh, folks that identified as women who were celebrating and sharing all of the dick pics that they'd received. And... There was clearly a really positive culture there. Like, that was celebration. It was not mocking. And so, Sorry. So people who are sending their photo of a part of their body to someone is being posted on the internet without their consent? Yeah. The it's like non-consent, photos. non-consent. This is a non-consent fiesta. Yeah, like, it is. Yeah, it's a, like a turducken of non-consent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, from, what I, from what I saw of that group... Um, some of those pics would have been solicited, but some of them clearly were not. Um, but they were all being celebrated. And it just made me realise that this behaviour pattern is reinforced, positively reinforced, often enough to make it keep repeating. Yeah. And I think that sort of checks out anecdotally with what I've heard from people. Like, I think a lot of, we'll call, we'll say women um, who get dick pics, they see it as a little bit empowering, maybe. Or sort of like, oh, someone's showing interest. And even if it's in a bit of a sort of ironic way, almost, it's like, look at all these lame dudes sending me stuff. It's still a point of interest and it's still something they discuss. Um, Like, I wouldn't say necessarily completely positively, like, fuck, that's hot, but it's still not entirely negative. And I can see how a situation like that could give someone pretty mixed signals. Um, because mm. I'd be interested with this Reddit group that you found. Were the people sort of talking about it in a semi-ironic way, like, "Oh my god, like check how many pics"? Were they just purely like, "That's hot"? It would, looked to me like it was mostly genuinely celebratory, like, mm. "That's hot, like you, that looks really great, fucking, I'd ride that." Mm. That kind of commentary. It's really interesting because, again, the people I talk to who receive dick pics 
hate them. Yeah. Mm. So this is a yeah. Everyone this is a nice little quadrant of yeah, varying yeah. varied perspectives. It's like people have different reactions what? to things. Bit oh weird. No. Mm. You you reminded me of something though. Um, thinking about like, and it just flashed into my mind of like the history of like porn and pornography and porno magazines, right? So I mean. Like, let's go back to, and by the way, this is, this is a test perspective based on not much research. Okay, everybody. So dear listener, think of this like an absolute piece of fluff. But in my brain, I was like, oh, so, you know, going back to porn magazines back into like the thirties, the forties and the fifties, it was really difficult to find pornography that were of blokes with, mm. or penis owners. Right. But it was really easy to find the female body, people assigned female at birth, and then they got more risque as as the human race did, and then it became rather than look at the female form, excuse, I'm going to be really gendered. Now look at just look at their cunts, like the you know the centerfold, and you are, and it's just mm. legs, labs and legs, you know, labs and legs, labs and legs. Um, so I guess like from you you said before of like you know, um, maybe they're they're giving people what they think they they want in return but maybe they're also just giving like a a conditioned form of what they think like sexy is it's like a flash photo of your fucking junk right yeah Yeah. i think that's probably pretty accurate because it also reminds me and i'm going to be really gendered as well just for a second it's like i think a lot of people who are assigned male don't necessarily understand aesthetic preferences in the way that people who are assigned female do and this sounds really dead and really bad but it's sort of like that's a common complaint i've heard from a lot of like afabs is you know they'll spend a lot of time setting up nudes and basically trying to make themselves look as pretty and hot as possible lighting whatever backgrounds Mm. and then dudes will just send them you know these dick pics with terrible lighting weird angles and it's like I think everyone's sort of coming at it from the same perspective where they're trying to share a part of their body with someone they're attracted to. Like, let's give it that sort of positive interpretation. And maybe there's just a misalignment of sort of what that looks like in a good way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can you imagine if, like, people who were socialised male were given permission to be to be beautiful? Mm. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah, because it's a bit of a, like, weird position they're in because, like, they're trying to be attractive and show off their body. But, but they can't because it's they not manly. It's not manly. Yeah. Yeah. So to my fourth point, mm. my fourth idea is that, um, so my third point was it gets rewarded often enough. My fourth point is it gets demanded often enough. Mm, so really, <laughs> I, I've been in dialogue with people like dating apps or whatever else. And basically as one of the first exchanges, I've had them demand a cockpit from me. <gasps> and you can also see it on dating profiles sometimes. Like people will actually put on their dating profile you're going to need to send me a picture of your cock. <laughs> Do they to, really? To, to prove your worth what? before we start having a conversation. Is that what? I've honestly never heard this of that. This is horrible. That's what? wild. So they get judged on their penis size. Oh, bef- just to be clear, it's about penis size. <gasps> People want them that big dick. No, but what, what, really? is that, what does that do? And like, uh, like, what uh, does that actually do? Well, it's like you everything can have shit to do sex with, with a big dick. Correct. and myths. We've got oh. this idea that, like, mm. you know... Thin people are meant to be more sexy than not thin people. We all know it's complete crap, but it is so pervasive and it is out there all over the place. Oh, my God. It's horrible. And I guess my point is it's normalised to the point where it's actually demanded. Wow. So I 
think that maybe we shouldn't be so surprised that some cock owners think that that's a really normal starting point because that's what's been demanded of them. That blows my mind because, like, I'm not part of that culture at all. And, like, I have no exposure to that. (laughs) Ha ha, exposure. But it's, like, literally, do people think that's okay? I guess they do. I guess so. Like, that is wild to me. So that's like saying... um, you can't talk to me unless you're a size six. It's like saying no mm. fat chicks. <gasps> is this, exactly it really is, is, isn't it? It's like totally body-based judgment That's and so assessment. Fun. Only big-titted chicks. Mm. Yeah, it's exactly that. Wow. Oh. oh, I'm like crossing my legs in sadness. Mm. I don't know how that works, but that's what's happening in my body right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty hideous. Yeah. Like it's, oh. this, this territory is pretty fucked up. Dating is vicious, like, man. Yeah. Gross. So... Point number five is that sexual assault like this is fucking hilarious, apparently. (laughs) Allow me to demonstrate. Oh, no. So I'm going to check for your consent in just a second once you see where this is going. (laughs) So I've opened up an incognito tab here, and Mm. I'm going to do a Google search on naked pizza delivery. So this is the point where I check for consent, because you two can probably see where this is likely to be going now. I'm not sure, to be honest. (laughs) This is outside my frame of reference. Um, Could you elaborate? So I'm not sure whether they're like vegan pizzas or meat pizzas. (laughs) Is that what you're wondering about? I'm gathering it's probably going to be meat. Um, Yeah, green. (laughs) Okay, great. So I'm I'm just waiting for a 70s porn reference, to be honest, and it's going to be fantastic. Or more 80s porn, actually, but yeah. Yeah, great. No, green. Thanks for checking in. Okay, so we're on Google. Um, can someone read out that figure there? How many results have we got for this search? 23,400,000 results in 0.43 seconds. Impressive. So let's just have a look into the first page. It's mm, an actual website. Wow. Creatively actual named. Actual website, just for naked <laughs> pizza delivery. Mm. Oh, so this is all paywall. And so I'm not about to sign up to this site, but you can get a... We've got titles here like, um, uh, yeah, anyway. Can we read something a new delivery guy. Fucked from behind. Classic. So the pizza delivery people weren't naked. It was the people who were Volvo owners answering the door in that. Yeah. yeah. So I was kind of expecting the opposite. It's a bit misleading. It should be like naked pizza receipt. I'm not getting no pizza unless it's like some... Oh, my oh there's an God. emoji. I don't want to see that. Yeah, this is tacky in a uh, bad way. Wow. Holy shit. So we're just having a look into the first video that we can see here. Those and, mirrors are from um, Ikea. <laughs> can you describe what we're looking at? Ikea mirrors, apparently. <laughs> Ikea mirrors. Hansen on some tits. Uh, I think it's or is it lube? lube. Right. What? No, I've been pandemicized. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. So, so that's... So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's for when you rub the pizza all over your chest, I'm, I'm assuming. Mm. Good on you, mate. Good so, job. So it looks like, let, let's say... Where's uh, the pizza? Let's say a uh, female presenting person... I'm going to say a very typical um, attractive person that we're told to think is attractive. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Conventionally attractive AFAB. Yep. And they're standing sort of in a doorway or an entry space, um, lubing their entire, entire body. Entire body? Yeah. Where, like, we started at the breasts. Oh, that was a funny little giggle that they just gave. Yeah. Um, and now at the thighs, we're up to, wow, this is like, I'm, are you going to go on a slippery slide or something? I'm just going to jump Maybe. forwards because. Can, um, oh, God, I want this person to go on a slippery 
<gasps> yep, they're was looking a little bit. Is that someone at the door? Uh-oh. Is this my, is someone at the door face? Uh-oh, oh, oh, they're sort of like a bit apprehensive. They're looking at the Ikea mirrors. Please do the worm. A bit Please nervous. get on the floor and do the, oh my mm. God, she's fucking setting someone up. She's waiting for a pizza delivery. Is she really? <gasps> Fuck. Okay. No. Oh, this oh is my so God. fat. <gasps> Wait, is this an actual pizza delivery? I think that she's genuinely going to answer the door naked to this poor person who's about to deliver a pizza. Wait, so a literal pizza. Oh, because she's laughing and looking a bit like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm going to do this. I don't think. I'm uh, so sorry, but I don't think this person's that good an actor to be able to look nervous like that. No, I don't think she is. Please don't. Please don't. I really oh don't want to be correct. I really don't want to be correct. This is really fucked. Wow. What happens if this is someone, say, who's, like, got a invisible disability? Maybe they're autistic. Maybe they have an intellectual disability. Maybe they have a brain injury and, like, pizza delivery is their job. This is going to be awful for them. It's what if they have trauma? <gasps> oh, no. Oh, we can see in the mirror. Oh, uh, this person doesn't look comfortable, the oh, pizza person. fucking... Ooh. Oh, By God. the way, that's not pizza. It's uh, like a package delivery or something. Yeah, I heard. Why did Why did this person lube up? Yeah, I don't know. Just to make it creepier. Oh, by the way, the person answering the door is covering their face, so I think they know. And trying okay. to walk away awkwardly. Oh Jesus. Yeah. All right. So this is maybe a bit more. I don't like this at all. It's creepy. I feel s- this is fucked. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? So they're going through the processes of signing for paperwork. She's, like, making sure to bend over in all the right or wrong ways. Yeah. I'm getting the feeling this might be staged because, like, that's, you don't open the package in front of the delivery person. I think you're yeah. probably right. Oh, God, I'm so happy to think that that is... Oh, look, cunt pick right there. Just, yeah. like, as soon as you crossed out, we got flashed with a cunt. Yeah. Oh, the good old oh, cock milk. Okay. Oh, there's so, a lot of good stuff. The next video here, uh, it's called This Girl Does Not Have Enough Money and She Has to Pay With Her Body. So it's like another pizza delivery. Here's a great one. Alice ordered pizza and allows the delivery man to touch her breasts. So that's great. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next one, real wife flashing the pizza guy. I can't. Oh, my God. That's just like hardcore penetrative sex. You won't last 40 seconds, apparently. Okay. Really? Mm. Word on the street. Really? Like... Take like I have four minute orgasms. Good luck with that. <laughs> oh, it's a oh, dog! Wow. There's it's a, a dog. dog! Oh god! Oh god! So there's like a female presenting person with no pants on and a dog, and someone just came in with a pizza. To me, this is reading is fairly staged because he yeah. just sort of slipped in. Yeah. Now he's just kind of standing there ominously. Oh, I don't have oh. any money. Oh. She's back. Where are my pants? Where are my pants? Where's the dog? Oh, please let the dog not have part in this. No. Oh, he's gone. Okay, well, that all seems reasonable. Yep, cool. Um, oh, here's the dog. Yay, exchange what done. What was that? Oh, was that sort of like a positive representation of just like, <laughs> you can do this professionally even if you're not wearing pants? Because I don't think any sex was had. It seemed pretty didn't, appropriate. It didn't even look like that the delivery person even touched him. Like, mm. I can't believe this is, I can't believe this is a thing. So that was just like from the f- the second page or something, the first like free site. Uh, yes, we'll accept cookies. I've just gone into like the fourth one down just oh. for randomness. Oh, look, vagina, mm. vagina, vagina. Um, and uh, tits. A- let's have a look at Amazon delivery man surprised by big ass flashing. Let's see what that's about. Mm. That, oh, this is gross. That could be a nuanced plot there. Yeah, the narrative. 
Mm. Amazing camera work, isn't it? Just this like is great, yeah. phone on the floor or something. Just total creep oh, shot. Oh, I just happened to get out of the shower. I'm, you have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel. Oh, I dropped mm. it. Oh my god! I'm waiting. Oop, there. Oh, oh god! It. How did you notice? Oh, oh, I'm just really smart. <laughs> <laughs> so the towel's off and it's back on, and the butt sticking out. Yep. I actually think that was legit. I think that was real. That's it seems kind of fucked. Yeah. That's really not okay, to be honest. Can you, so, I like, when I'm teaching clinicians about how to address sexuality with their cl- patients, there are specific people's, like, there are people of specific faiths who I make sure are able to leave the room because I'm going to be taught, like, I will be talking about genitalia and I will be bringing out models of genitalia. And so, if that person was of a specific faith, mm. that would have been really fucked for them. Like, yeah. really fucked. Totally. I feel sick. Or if it was someone that just didn't want to be assaulted right then. Well, that's the thing, right? Uh, yeah, but it's a chick. It's fine, Rog. Right. Mm. So who wouldn't want to see a hot chick who's naked, right? Like, that's mm. totally cool. So here's mm. what I'm thinking. I'm on the same page as you. I'm thinking some of this is amateur, like looking at the whatever it was, the 32 million pages of this shit. Great. I'm feeling like some of it's going to be amateur, particularly once we dig into it, and some of it's going to be professional that's sort of made to that theme or that fantasy. But I almost think maybe that professional stuff is worse because that's coming from professionals and from potentially sex educators. So someone looking Mm. at that is thinking, oh, well, these guys have legitimized it. Mm. They've said this is an okay thing to do. So that's an amazing lesson to send. Porn stars are leaders too. Oh, it's so complicated. Mm. So, I mean, I think think that if someone is not carefully deconstructing that, the lessons they're picking up is that non-consensual nudity is hilarious. Mm, it's a fun novelty. I think they're picking up that um, pretty often it leads to sex, just mm. based on what we've seen. Uh, and they're also picking up that women think that it's great. Well, Women are, like, totally into this whole thing. So, mm. but think about, so non-consensual nudity is funny, but think about, you know, how there's that stereotype of, like, the male presenting person in a trench coat flashing people on mm. the street. Mm. That's not that's not funny. It's a double standard. Yeah, what's the difference here? Well, and I feel like genitals. It, I feel like yeah. this material is just sending a message that says, yeah, that shit's all fine. It's not really a drama. Actually, it's hilarious. Mm. Actually, oh, no, I, I wasn't amused. I was definitely amused when, you know, a, a couple of times, like, I laughed out loud horribly when I saw the dog. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, God, where is this going to go? Thank e- God it didn't go where I thought it was going to go. I, I think you're maybe not the target audience. I'm and really not. I think not. a lot of Probably that, not, to me, no. looks like it's portrayed in a kind of a humorous, light, fluffy kind of a way. Yeah, mm. like you can't Yeah, you can't get people like us who freaking understand and even educate consent to <laughs> like that. But yeah. Probably not. But it's like so, a weird vibe, right? Because it's sort of like it's either funny or it's sexy, but there's no negativity associated with it. There's no discourse yeah, no. around that at all. And I've looked. Um, I've I've burrowed into that a fair way, and I can't find any voices of dissent. I can't find anyone that's picked that apart and gone, that's fucked, that's a form of non-consent. Hmm. So there's no signal saying this is not cool. There's lots of signals saying so, this is great. So are you saying that people think consent isn't sexy, Rog? <laughs> mm, that's a first. <laughs> whole different conversation. Mm. <laughs> so should we move on? <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> Hey there, listener. I'd like to make you a little proposal. I love making this podcast for free. 
because it helps me spread the word about sex positivity. But I could use your help in spreading the word just by sharing this episode if that's not too absurd. For every 10 stories that you listen to, please recommend it to someone that might like it too. <laughs> this is not a real contract, for you got no say. I would if I could frame it some other way. And if sharing's not for you, that's fine. There's nothing to do. Please listen without guilt to this podcast I built. So my sixth point <laughs> is that um, similar stuff pops up all over the place. Um, and Tess, you commented on that, like just looking through that, there's a lot there. But I would say we were literally looking for porn. So I don't think it's that surprising that we had a whole bunch of cunt pics popping up. Probably fair. But I guess what I wanted to talk to is um, there's a bunch of, um, shall we say, legal grey areas. Like when I'm on dating sites or when I'm finding events or when I'm researching sexuality or when scammers are trying to sell me Viagra via email or whatever. Oh, God, those fucking Viagrads. Mm. I get I get bombarded with cunt pics almost constantly all over the place. Like, it's just background noise for me. I don't even notice it anymore. So I guess, like, I'm not letting people off the hook for thinking that that's normal, but I'm going, I can understand some of their confusion because they're swimming in it. Yeah, you do start sort of just turning a blind eye, right? Because yeah. when it's everywhere. Yeah. And all those sort of, like, hot, sexy singles in your area type of ads, you know, I'm pretty sure some of those have had, like, full frontal stuff going on. And it's just, like, popping up in your browser, like... It gets normalized pretty quickly. I get all the make her come things <laughs> yeah. as well. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Classy. Great. I love that for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, cool, thanks. Like <laughs> that number one move. It's all it's mm. just the one move oh my apparently. God, the just the one. one. <laughs> oh, that's good. That simplifies things. Yeah. And, yeah. and let me guess, is the move communication? <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. Of course it is, Rog. Mm. Alright, point number seven is that our encouragement of this type of behavior, I think is closer than we think. So by our behavior, I'm now referring more to our bubble and our sex positive little community. Um, so I'm talking in particular about the idea of sex in public and public exposure. And like a lot of people have that as a sort of a fantasy or, mm. a, yeah. or, a, or a thing that is appealing to them. And I admit that I used to, before I realised it was not possible to get the consent of the public and that you're actually just totally invading someone's space. And don't worry, I'm not, like, confessing to massive crimes of sex in public, but just, like, a little bit of this here or that there or something. I used to think that was attractive. I no longer do. Mm. Um, and I think sometimes when I've brought this up with people amongst our community, the response I've gotten is an almost militant kind of a sense of, like, well, fuck you. Here's my sexuality and mm. here's my nudity and it's my right to get it out and display it. It's mm. my right. It's my right. Um, I've almost got a sense from um, AFABs that I've spoken with about this that I've been sex-shaming them or slut-shaming them for mm. suggesting that maybe they need to keep their nudity and their sex out of the public eye. Are you fucking kidding? That's no. pretty terrible. It's such a sense of entitlement, right? Because it's like just because, you know, I guess people perceive you as hot or you perceive yourself as hot or maybe oppressed. I don't know. Like whatever wording you want to assign to that does not give you license to, you know, present yourself to people who haven't consented to that. Yeah. What if someone yeah. was sexually assaulted in public and then they see that? That's it. Mm. I've had those people approach me in workshops to talk about that issue. Oh, my God. Because um, people have talked about their fantasy of, like, being, having sex in public or whatever. I've had people approach me in tears who okay. have been non-consented in public, oh. and every time they have it put in front of their face... Yeah, I'm one of them, by the way. They're back in that trauma. Mm. Yeah. Like, 
knife to my throat type mm. deal. Mm. Um, yeah. So, also, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't let a moment, okay. a moment like that pass without <laughs> yeah. just acknowledging. Uh, I'm sorry. Yes, um, yeah. Thanks. It's just what happens when you look like I do. Um, right. A white person in a different country who is a size six. Um, mm. Yeah. But um, going back to your comments on. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people do have their core erotic theme built around getting away with something and being public. You know, maybe when they're a kid, they felt mm. arousal for the first time and they're outside. Yeah. Mm. And it was exciting and their brains just wired to be like, oh, like, mm. oh my God, like keeping this to myself outdoors is a thing. And it's totally a thing. And like, that's what play parties are for. You know, you can role play in public places, but you can have mass consent mm. because it's a public play party. So everyone's there knowing that they're going to see sexual stuff. Um, it's a huge difference between you can get mass consent within certain limitations. That's that's what a play party is. Mm, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. but I I'm just I don't, I don't want to say I just don't want to sound shamey to the people that have this core erotic theme because it's it's genuine, it's legit. You know, it's it's you know it's commonly like being outdoors and getting away with something or like uh, um. You know, stuff like uh, the power imbalances, like a school teacher, student, or the police interrogation, or the massage therapy, you know, like someone in a place of authority crossing a boundary. Like, yeah. they're the two most common chorotic themes. So, like, we all do it and we all have it, but it just because you have it doesn't give you the right to not consider other people who could this could do a lot of damage to. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Can yeah. of worms. Yeah. Big, big. No, that's totally, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And particularly when you think about it, how there are things like play parties and other spaces where you can get that mass consent, as right. you call it. You know, like there are ways to indulge your exhibitionist tendencies that are appropriate and not violating anyone's consent on the face of it. Um, and I suppose not everyone's aware of that. And I suppose, you know, you only know what you know, but that still doesn't really give you license to expose yourself in one form or another to people who haven't consented to it. Um, you know, and I say that as someone who has like a lot of sympathy for exhibitionists, um, it's not something that's outside my frame of reference. We'll put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you know, somehow, you know, you still just got to think about the other people who are involved, including innocent bystanders, if we can put it that way. Yeah. And again, it's not just people who have trauma, it's people of specific faiths. It's people with certain, they may have like cognitive injury and, you know, it's yeah. just, or just, just a people. different type of childhood, like just anything, man. Like, yeah. 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 It's like, there's, yeah. There's a bunch of like more conservative um, spiritual paths, which I think are incredibly problematic for a whole bunch of reasons of like, you know, gender separation and never mm. being able to see people naked and there's a whole bunch of stuff that comes with that that I think needs to be challenged. But I think, like, putting nudity in front of people is not the answer. I've also been approached by those people who have just been, like, so confronted by our yeah. community. Yeah. 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 And I think, like, the flip side to that almost is, um, like, for me personally, I consider myself fairly educated on stuff around consent and communication. And I get quite offended by that stuff as almost a matter of principle because it seems like a violation of... um. Yeah, the stuff that hopefully we should all be across, right? It's like, even though I wouldn't describe myself as conservative in any way, it's still pretty gross to me that people would sort of put their own needs and desires ahead of other people's emotional safety. 
Well, that's the dick pic thing, isn't it? Like when you get an unsolicited dick pic, there's a sense that someone has put their interests and their needs in front of yours. So yeah, I guess my point here is that it's just all around the place. It's rife. And on that, this is an awesome conversation, by the way. Um, just going to share a story. So a friend of mine, she post, uh, dear listeners, we are talking from the city of Melbourne in Australia where we've had like some of the longest lockdowns in the world. So uh, my friend getting back into dating, she was sent a dick pic uh, th- through just, just a guy she was chatting with. and um, and But she specifically said, by the way, I'm not into dick pics. Please don't send me any. So his response was to send a photo of his crotch with very thin track pants on so mm. you could see the exact outline of his penis. Mm. So she responded with like, hey, mate, um, I, I get you're being playful or whatever, but you've just completely ignored my boundary and I'm really nervous about dating after the pandemic and all of our lockdowns. So I'm just going to say let's end this here um, and maybe next time like listen to what people say a bit more. Um, good luck. And then the response she got was, oh, my God, you're so I'm so sorry. You're so right. I totally didn't think about that. Um, I get that you would be nervous. I'm really grateful for you letting me know. I'm so sorry. I won't. I won't connect. I won't. T- I won't talk to you anymore. You know, it was perfect. Wow. Mm. Top points to both of them right? for handling that not right situation really, really well. well. That's huge. Yeah, and it's sort of like the power of the teachable moment almost. Yeah, <laughs> but it's also tiring to always it's, be the teacher. Mm. Yep. But that that's just a beautiful example of like. There's a lot of labour. Sometimes you can just be like, hey, by the way, like, you you, you totally ignored my request there. Um, yeah. Just c- So, that makes me think that you're going to ignore all my others. So, like, thanks very much, but mm. no thanks. It's a nice, um, yeah, it's a nice take home. Sometimes you um, call people out on stuff or name stuff for people and sometimes they don't get defensive and turn into... Depends on how you do it. Yeah. And to, to all the people that out there, you know, like, that might be feeling a bit... Um, a little bit attacked by our conversation. I just want to say you don't know what you don't know and we're speaking as people who have been working with consent and for a very long time and we also didn't know this and we've also made mistakes and so this comes from a conversation of please don't think we're looking down on anyone. Like this is your opportunity to reflect and maybe make better decisions going forwards. Oh, nice. I love that. I love what you just said. To people listening and also to historical so me, like I mentioned mm. before, I used to have a different take on these things. Me I haven't too. really thought this through. I didn't really understand the complexity of it so yep. much and ran some risks. Yeah. I think that's a lot of people with stuff around sex and consent. It's like, because it's something that no one really discusses in much depth in mainstream society. We've all said and done things that in hindsight we wouldn't do. So that's sort of the power of educating yourself is you can learn and move on from it, right? And I think, you know, we'd probably all agree that shaming people isn't the way to do that. So, yeah. yeah. And maybe, like, um, most people are doing best with the tools they have. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. The tools that most people have are not great. Is sweet fuck all. <laughs> That's so real. Uh, Just yep. to subtly yep. put that there. So, mm. point number eight. <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> yep. Is that, tragically, <laughs> this is their best game. Oh, mate. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh that's wow. heartbreaking. Fuck. So, what I mean by that is that most male presenting folks are in what we might call a resource constrained environment so if you think about say dating sites um i mean just like super quickly 
What, what's your experience? If you're not on dating sites so much, Kate, but Tess, do you find yourself putting a lot of messages out or being more on the receiving end? Oh, can I share? Yeah. Okay, so I don't go on dating sites. Um, I don't like my partners messaging me regularly, to be honest. Like, I just get really stressed out by lots of notifications. You're sort of good, the good best. Good to know. I good. <laughs> and all my partners are just like, yeah, fucking hell, Tess. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I love you. Thank you for respecting my boundaries, everyone. Um, I uh, I left my phone on a counter at a bar and a mate of mine played a joke and signed me up on a dating app. It was pretty funny, but in a week, um, I had 900 messages. Oh, my God. Um, so, I didn't read any of them. I, I, I shut it down. This is perfect. So, my experience has been a little different to yours. Really? My reality is I could put out, like, if I don't lead with my reputation, like, if I don't say anything about where I'm coming from and yep. imply some level of, I don't know, experience, rank. rank, rank. Um, if I, if it's just me, I can put out two, three, five hundred requests or messages or approaches before I get a response. Oh, my so God. We have slightly different experiences, but I think it's a perfect example of how different the stakes are out there. Yeah, wow, that's so messed up. That's it's, wild. It's very hard to get accurate information on the gender makeup of people on dating sites because people, they, they, they won't publish that information. We know that when the Ashley Madison site was hacked, this is going back ten years or something, eight years, um, mm. people did an analysis on the data that came out of that and only 10% of the people on that site were female mm. and of those slightly more than half of them were robots yeah that's fucked. so your experience as a male identified person uh, on sites like that is just phenomenally frustrating not mm. a lot of options not a lot of leads it's a resource constrained environment Try getting a ticket to a sex party as a single male oh. and you realise you can't. Unless you pay quadruple and have someone escort you in. Yeah. My experience with workshops is for the ones where I've got single male tickets, uh, the most I've ever been willing to list them ahead of time is about 12 months and I can sell them out in about a half an hour. Wow. Whereas if you're looking for a single female ticket, you can get tickets right up until the day before. I mean, I've put a whole bunch of other things in place now that means that this is much more levelled and fair on everyone because that system was gross on everyone. Mm. Um, but yeah. the, the tables are incredibly tilted. And I also know of one other sexuality event where um, they just use the, open, the, the, the competitive open market to solve this problem and so charge $35 for female tickets and $350 for male tickets and I think that gives us a bit of an indication of oh the relative need and and uh, different circumstances so I guess some of the point is um, if you're operating in that kind of a resource constrained environment and you've got that few options and you're that desperate why would you intentionally waste a good lead or a good opportunity if you've got someone's phone number and you knew that they were going to get pissed off with you sending them a dick pic why would you do that is it from a space of like maybe this will work maybe there's this one person that i, I that will finally want to fuck me I think coupled with all the other things I was saying before, some that some of those cock owners have been taught that that's what they need to do. Some of them think that their medium or big cock is a really strong way to lead a conversation, mm. and some people have demanded it from them. So I honestly think that for some cock owners, that is their best move. 
I think that's right. Because, I mean, there probably is a small subsection of people who, you know, honestly are doing it for the wrong reasons and being creeps. And, like, obviously that's completely unacceptable and we can all agree. And it's unacceptable, period. Like, we've all agreed this is a form of assault. But I think also, yeah, generally speaking, as Tess said, like, people do the best they can, right, with, like, Mm -hmm. the tools they've got. Um... Which again, fuck all. And I think it's not unreasonable for people to get a little bit, I don't mean this in a negative way, but almost desperate, right? Like under those conditions, you're maybe not thinking super straight, you're sort of just throwing all the shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. Um, and with all the mixed messages out there, maybe that really does seem like a decent way to grab someone's attention. You know, maybe yeah. you've been told you've got a nice cock and you're like, great, I'll lead with that, you know? Yeah. Um, it's attention grabbing potentially. I think that's got to be the case for at least some cock owners. I think some know that it's invasive and that's what they're getting off on that's a part of their colorotic theme or whatever else and they know it's wrong but i think for at least some of them it that's they're actually that's their best move yeah what about the supports that are out there too so um and you know like we're we're of a certain age where i I feel like education is changing now for folks in high school but it's pretty safe for me to make this statement of like it was pretty shit when we were in school i put a condom on on a banana Mm. that was it Mm -hmm. um so there's no like there's little to no education growing up, and then you're released into the wild, which is like life after high school. Um, your education is porn, or the stories your mates tell you around, like mm. you know, there, you know, and if you're socialized male, you're socialized to not have open and vulnerable conversations. We as a culture are told we can't be wrong, like if you admit that you're not good at something. That's apparently like you're a bad human, you're a bad person. So the low self-esteem tapped onto that, constant rejection and a lack of support spaces. So I'm a, as a non-binary person, I get I, I'm aware of all the, the women's sacred safe spaces. I don't um, that I don't feel welcome to because I'm non-binary. Um, but I don't see anyone any for men either. Like and 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 I feel like they really need it. Mm. Like conversations like this would be like, hey, man, like, how about we talk about, I mean, Georgie Wolf's got that awesome out of the hookup book and workshop. But, um, yeah, like, imagine this, like, if people got support and if people were taught, hey, you can have conversations with people and this is how you have conversations with people. Dating is a two-way experience rather than slamming them with a photo of your junk. Ask them about themselves. I think to people in our bubble, it's so obvious that unsolicited dick pics are not appropriate. But I think... That fact is often established and talked about and explored and unfolded in women's only spaces or spaces where men are not. Uh. And so it seems so damned obvious to women that this is like such fucked up behaviour. But yeah, again, coupled with all of the mixed signals, I think there's dudes out there that are not so clear on it. I also think that there's probably people out there that don't give a shit, you know. It's totally. not like, you know, like there's there's assholes everywhere, regardless of the genital totally. configuration. And, and maybe everyone's actually on a spectrum. Like maybe, you know, it's uh, when someone sends an unsolicited dick pic, uh, a little bit of it or some of it is going to be um, intentional, deliberate violation. And a little bit or some of it is going to be just don't know any better and think that it's a welcome move. Yeah, like, people are complex, right? Like, situations are complex. Um, But I think it's a really good point that, you know, like, a lot of people who are assigned male, like, they just don't have spaces to discuss this in because either they don't talk about it at all because they're socialised against sharing emotional experiences or if they do talk about it, and again, I'm talking out of my ass a bit here, I've never been, you know, considered male, um, but my understanding is a lot of the time it's based very much on, like, fantasy and people maybe sort of bragging and not wanting to show vulnerability. Mm. Um, So the idea of being open about, like, hey, it's hard out there, like, I'm having a lot of issues, like, connecting 
connecting with people. What do you do? Like, what's your experience with sending dick pics? Like, maybe it's hard for a lot of people to have an honest conversation around that and really understand it. And that could be another factor. You know, maybe you've got a bunch of friends being like, fuck yeah, like I sent out some dick pics and I totally smashed the puss. Like, who's to say, you know? <laughs> smash the puss. You know, just to be really technical about the time. <laughs> I love it. So, to summarise, uh... I think that unsolicited dick pics are a form of assault, and I'm 100% against them. I think some cock owners know exactly what they're doing and are getting off on the invasion or the non-consent aspect of it. Uh, At least some, however, may be confused, and as a society, we're sending out extremely mixed messages about this. And I think we're not going to stop it until we start viewing the male and the female experience the same and seeing all of it as assault. And while we're normalising it or laughing at it or with it and even asking for it, then I think we're never going to change it. Uh, But when I do think we're defining it as assault and like some of that stuff we were looking at with the pizza delivery situation earlier, then I think think men will start or cock owners will start doing the maths and stop repeating uh, what they see around them. I guess that's my summary. Um, I would say, like, this is not rocket science, what we've been talking about today. And, like, flipping it around like that, like, we've looked at it and we've poked at it from a few different angles, but, um, like, it's not rocket science. Um, I, I feel like we're just looking at it beyond the usual perspective, which is like, well, this is shit and men are shit and this whole situation's shit. Um, and we kind of get stuck there. But I find what we've been talking today much more useful and hopeful because I feel like this really taps into what's creating those behaviours in the first place. And therefore, for me, it's just a hop, skip and a jump to what we need to do to actually, actually change them. But like, why is this perspective so unheard of? Like, I've never heard a podcast talk about this stuff before. I've never read an article about it. Mm, It's more the hatey, shamey angle around dick pics, isn't it? Totally. But that's clickbait, right? People, everyone will click on the article as to why wine is good for you, but no one will click on the article as to why it isn't, mm. you know? Mm. Like, mm. hey, yeah, we live in a very, like, oh, no, mm. no, this is going to, like, oh, I want to get rolled up. Let's read mm. the angry article. Uh, compassion doesn't sell, Rog. <laughs> mm. No. And, like, it is true that educating people can be exhausting and, you yeah. know, like having a collaborative conflict-solving style, it's tiring, but right. it's also actually good for everyone involved. So, yeah. like, the onus is never on anyone to, you know, educate people or take that time. But I guess in a way it's sort of like this sounds terrible, like disclaimer, disclaimer, but, like, would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? You know, like Tess's friend who had that conversation, it's like, yeah, I'm sure that was exhausting and no one's under any obligation to do that, but it sounds like that was a pretty positive outcome for all involved. So, I mean, maybe it's not the craziest idea that if you have capacity to have those kind of conversations, give it a shot, at least occasionally. I love what you said, when you have capacity. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. When you are able, give it a burl. Because mm. I certainly don't have capacity all the time. That's okay. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. no. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, um, I'd like to finish with um, just like addressing a couple of almost like um, potential self-criticisms. And I will absolutely welcome if there's anything you want to add. Um, a criticism I can imagine about this conversation might be that we or I are being apologists. Uh, so I just want to be really clear and say... Um, 
an apologist perspective would be to say that it's okay to send unsolicited dick pics or it doesn't really matter or, like, you know, let's just, like, let them off the hook or something. Oh, they mean well. Yeah, they mean yeah. well. No. So we're so clearly saying it's not okay and that this behaviour needs to change and also that an individual is responsible for their actions. Um, another criticism I can potentially imagine is to say that this is gaslighting, i.e. saying that it's not actually a problem in the first place. Um, so I want to say, like, just for myself... Um, the reason I'm taking this so seriously and I've given it so much thought and could be bothered doing a whole podcast episode about it is because I totally recognise that it's such a problem and it mm. needs to change. It's like the opposite of gaslighting for me. I, th mm. I think gaslighting would be to say, yeah, you're overreacting. Yeah, yeah, which I don't think anyone's saying at uh, all. No. no. And then, like, my last thing, my last self-criticism would be that this sort of starts to sound maybe like men's rights activist stuff and I just want to say, yeah, like... Um, I hope it's clear uh, in this episode that I or we have been talking on behalf of all genders. Well, we've been we've been pretty binary today. We've been talking about a really binary issue. So let's say both genders. Um, I think uh, like a men's rights activist would be to only be interested in the men's side of the story. And I just want to point out we've been totally in bat for everyone. It's fucked. No one should receive this shit, regardless of your junk and your gender. It's not okay. Mm. So much lousy behaviour out there. Yeah. But and whose fault is that? Everyone. <laughs> that was a joke. Like, yeah. No. Um, but I think the thing is as well, it's sort of like this is not a, how would you put like, exclusive decision, right? It's sort of like I think actually addressing these problems and working out why people behave in these terrible ways and addressing that behaviour actually involves looking at the drivers behind it. Right. I think screaming at people, this is terrible, this is fucked, which it is, like let's be clear, doesn't actually address the underlying issues. So it's sort of a, like, whichever path you take, if you actually want to solve these problems or at least reduce them, because let's not be too kumbaya about it, you have to take a bit more of a compassionate lens. And maybe there'll be some fuckheads who just don't give a shit. That's true. But maybe the occasional person will actually listen. Um, it's possible. Who knows? Let's be optimistic. Yeah. And remembering that we three don't like it, but there are people that do. Mm. So this yeah. whole conversation's bullshit to some yeah. people. Yeah, we probably just yucked a lot of people's yum, to yeah. be honest. Oh, 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 sorry, everyone. Guys. <laughs> Not trying to dick picture. Um, yeah, I think it's like um, if you only see um, people as evil and just like, that's it, and they're just doing this because they're shit and that's all there is to the story, like it's almost impossible to... to get change out of that situation mm. but if you look at it from the perspective of well, what's going on behind that like what's led to this behavior what's happened to them then yeah yeah like very few people wake up in the morning and say i'm gonna be shit like that's not really a thing most people do i'm not gonna say that no one does it but it's probably quite rare so you know why are they behaving shit if that's not their intention let's examine gold oh, i think that's an incredible incredible spot to end um, thank you both so much for coming in and tossing around this topic with me. I like so appreciated it. Mm, juicy. Thanks mm. for thanks for having me. Us. Yes. Thank you. That was a lot of fun. Very interesting stuff. And um, Tess, uh, do you want to say a little about like what you do and where people can find you? What do I do? Where can you find me? What? So, <laughs> yeah. You're uh, something about sexuality and oh, disability and yeah. uh, you're an occupational therapist. Yeah, and... thanks, Rog. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a sexuality occupational therapist and somatic sexologist and I run a private practice in Melbourne. I support people with disability and also cancer and chronic illness through um, to access better quality of sexual life. 
Um, so you can find me at connectabletherapies.com. Thanks. So, what did you think about today's episode? Take a moment to tell me and chat with other listeners about it too. We have a forum at forum.curiouscreatures.biz. I'll stick a link to that in the show notes as well. It's extremely quick and totally free of charge to create an account. And once you're there, navigate to groups and join the Curious Conversations About Sex group. Uh, I'll also put all a link uh, directly to that group in the show notes in case you have difficulties navigating t- towards it once you've created an account. But yeah, I'd love to hear from you, and so would the other listeners of this podcast. Curious Creatures runs a variety of workshops in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, we've also got some pre-recorded workshops that you can watch anytime, anywhere. Our workshops are on sexuality, self-development, and relationships. You might also want to check out our consent cards. Our consent cards are small plastic cards with all of the questions you need to ask to give yourself the best chance of getting exactly the touch or sex that you want, just to the level that you want it. There's a version for kink and related activities, and a more general version for everything else. Links to our consent cards are in the show notes.